Good afternoon. This is Bart Sharp with Becoming Quantum Conscious, and I welcome you to our show on United National Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 107.7 and 105.3 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. We welcome you on this wonderful day. And my name is Bart Sharp, and this show is called Becoming Quantum Conscious. And we're so happy to have uh, United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network sponsoring us and offering such cool shows as uh, what I hope to offer today. And today's topic is quantum weight loss, losing density. And you may wonder, well, what does that mean, quantum weight loss and losing density? I really think of the quantum world, of course, as the tiny world, everything under one seven hundredth of an inch. In other words, the things we can't see, uh, the molecules, the molecular world, that is a totally different reality than our physical world, which goes under the laws of Newtonian physics. So we can start to change to quantum reality and start losing weight in a very different way than pounds and ounces. In other words, we can change the density in our body to where it's a lighter form of our being and our molecular uh, consciousness changes or molecular being. And we might even lose physical weight as a result because when you change the quantum world, your physical body changes. Our internal rule books change and everything begins to take on a different spin for us. We jump into the unseen world instead of the seen world. And so that's a big part of it, is how do you get out of that physical seen world and walk in both worlds? Of course, we can always have to have a physical body and always have to have it operating. And that's the true beauty of having a body. And so today we're going to go through a lot of the concepts about what we can do to uh, change into a more lighter body, into a quantum weight loss. And to, today I'm going to be by myself. It's a, so, a solo show. I like doing these uh, regularly. Uh, there's something fun about it. Uh, I'm, I'm just a basic teacher with probably a lot of control issues. So when you're by yourself, you get complete control with the exception of the chat room. And uh, I hope that people will come in with comments and questions and let us know what you think, but also bring in comments about really perky questions or whatever you have on your mind. And I'll do my best to comment or answer them. Uh, that's a part of the fun of it is Seeing the unexpected, how do we deal with the unexpected? This is part of the quantum thing because everything is 
unexpected in the quantum world. Everything is changing and there's no boundaries. There's no physical boundaries, so to speak. We're all in this together. And when I say all in this together, I mean the uh, chair I'm sitting on is really connected with me and the trees outside are connected with me. And those of you that are listening to the radio or on the internet or Roku, um, you're connected with me. We're all in this together. And of course, those who are not listening and watching, they're together with us too. We're really that big. Um, One person likes to say it, and and really Bob Marley said this too in his own uh, wisdom. One heart, seven billion people. Or is it eight billion now? Anyway, we're all connected through the heart. This means that we all have a consciousness together that flows, doesn't flow, but regardless, we're all connected in some way. And that's kind of the beauty of it. And the real question is, is how are you going to capitalize on that? How are you going to take that consciousness in and make your whole self, your whole life, your embodiment much bigger than greater? That is quantum consciousness, is living in that question and learning how to do it. And so in this hour, I hope that you walk away with some ideas. And one of the really great people who springboarded quantum consciousness and probably wasn't his intention when he wrote his really wonderful book, Power Versus Force, and we're talking about uh, the knighted and also sadly deceased David Hawkins. Um, He wrote out a scale of consciousness, a scale that measures where your consciousness is between zero and 1,000. And so he projected and and, uh, forecasted that if you are from the zero to 200, on this scale of consciousness, you are working out of force, which is kind of the non-quantum reality. If you're working out of 200 to 1,000, you're working out of power. And when you go up this scale in consciousness from 200 to 500, You're in power, however, you are working mostly from your intellectual concepts. And you can have the highest ideas, principles, theories about what life should be and how you should live your life in integrity, kind of like a rule book of higher principles. And um, probably about, according to Hawkins' scale, something like... um, probably 10 to 15% of the people live in that scale from 200 to 500 or let's say 200 to 499. That's the crucial number, 499. There's a lot of great people at 499 on this scale, but they have yet to tip over into the 500 to 1,000 scale. And this is when you start to really live in a quantum world. You live in a vibration and you live in a higher form of love, higher form of light. And uh, just to 
tell you how he measured a few people. Uh, he felt like Buddha and Jesus and and folks like that were at a thousand. Um, and right now there's probably just a few people at a thousand, if that, if they're around. The highest people that he projected that are living would probably be somebody like the Dalai Lama, who would be around 700. And it's hard for humans at this juncture to get above 700. However, this scale between 500 and 700 is living in this quantum world where we live in a higher state of love. And what separates those from the 499 to 200 that live in these high integrity concepts is they live in the mind exclusively. They have yet to learn what it's like to live in the consciousness of their heart, their body, and viscerally interact with that world that can be felt. That is a different reality of being than the mind world or the intellectual world. And so that's what today's class is about is how do you get to that quantum level? How do you lose that heavier concepts, those heavier ways of being and step into a place that's much bigger and expansive and you're connected to so much more than just your intellect and your mind and your ego and your defensive systems and your emotions. And your emotions are a really big thing with this, of course, because they dictate what your ego and your mind are functioning at. And that's part of the quantum world is how do you change that? So I have some uh, principles here. And in the first place to explore is um, your internal power to attract dreams and choices. And these are the benefits of having less density. Excuse me. I kind of ran over. I'm doing my notes today. Um, and um, I'm going to go partially between my notes and partially between my spontaneous self, which is usually how I do it. Um, but I felt like I needed to go with my notes on this one to be more guided and be more specific and and try not to forget anything. Because there's a lot of great stuff. So we wanted to start with the benefits of density. And uh, there's, there's a um, internal power to attract your dreams and choices. That is part of what getting into the quantum world is about is being able to um, attract our dreams and choices. Excuse me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm playing with something here with my ticker. Um, so this is a really important part of having um, our power to attract our dreams and choices. So if you have a higher frequency, a higher vibration, 
whatever you do in your dreams and choices, you have more power to attract them. You have more power to influence everything around you. So it's important to um, remember this and that as you develop your ideas of what you would like to create, knowing that your internal power, the light within you, will always be working on these dreams and choices that you wish to uh, manifest. And, and this is one of the great creations. Um, and most of the world doesn't really work from this. There's not a belief out there that, wow, there's something internally happening inside of me that always guides me. And um, it's true. There's always something that can guide you. And one of the most important things is to ask, to really know that there is a power inside of you that helps you maintain your dreams. So whatever I wish to really create, I'm always asking my higher self and my um, body in general, my consciousness, if it will help. And, I'm, and, I, and it's simply by an invitation. You're activating your whole body consciousness. If you're in this attitude that, no, I can figure this out. I'll just get a lot of work done. My willpower will push through this and I'll get the job done. Now, that's how much of society, much of the world works because they are in a lower scale. But if you really wish to jump into a higher scale, you can start training your body by asking questions of your greater consciousness to help you. It's really that simple. And we've got our first uh, comment uh, from Robin Shepard with the question, do you attract the dreams you want during your sleep? Or did your dreams have, or, or the dreams you have for your future. And I would say, yes, a lot of the times our dreams stretch beyond what we are thinking. They give us signals. Um, and um, so it gives us direction. And of course, in tradition, dreams are more about clearing things out that we've not resolved. They're, they're replaying things so we are resolving them. And also we're getting information if we're remembering our dreams that this is something that I'm evolving or working on. And uh, that is an important part of what dreams offer. I had a dream last night where <laughs> I'm sitting with a, a good friend of mine who happens to be female and we're in her backyard and uh, all of these animals are coming up in pairs. <laughs> and it's very exotic animals. And she's like, yes, these are my friends. You know, and then there's animals that 
I've never seen a species of or like alien type of animals that I've never seen on this planet, but yet they look like wild animals. And they come up in pairs, circle around, greet us. And every time they do, my friend tells me, oh, this is what they have for you. This is the gift that I bring to you. So this is a pretty wild, profound dream. And every time this happens, I can feel this energy coming to my body. It feels lighter and more expansive. So is this an amazing dream or what? Uh, my feminine, which is woman represents, is telling me, in my opinion, that I need to look into the feminine side and the characteristics that she has are things that I really need to look into to develop my feminine. And all of these other possibilities will start to show up. And naturally this dream is in the dark. So it's at night and these animals come up and they're in the light. So, you know, from shadow to light, they're coming. And, and this is a great prophetic dream. And of course, if you wanna have better dreams, the best thing to do is ask. Ask your body to remember your dreams. Keep a notebook around, which is another clue to your body to remember your dreams. And then, of course, record them, study them. And the most important thing is to give them a form of reverence that they're important to you. This is all the messages to your body, which is kind of the gateway to this quantum infinite light self to open up even more. It's a process to get to this quantum light loss is to continue to practice. Those of us who are really stubborn and persistent, we have a certain advantage in this area because uh, we're the types who never give up. Um, so yes, um, once again, I'm beginning to ramble and not stay on my notes, but um, I just love that question, Robin. Thank you so much. And hey, Carrie, it's great to see you. Um, another concept is your density parallels with your ability to be creative, just as expansion promotes creativity. And if we think in the dense mind, this is usually in how the denser mind creates, they usually have to come from everything they have learned and come from that source. And they build upon their past to come to a new idea. And usually when they come to the new idea, they finally have settled down and they're not thinking about it. And something sparks something in their body or their intuition, or may I dare say something out of their second chakra and their connection to the earth comes up into their mind. And, you know, Eureka. I have a new idea. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, it came to your connection with greater source and the greater source within you. And the real question is, is how do you develop tools that you can just do that all the time? That you can 
be creative and come up with these great ideas and they're just sparking right and left, you know? And one of the most important things is be connected to your second chakra, the space between your hips. That's what I like to call it. And be aware of the power there, the vibration there, the light there. And if you do not feel anything there, you might start connecting with the earth. And, and what a good exercise would be is to sit on the ground or even sit on your couch. But you bring your intention down into the earth. And you can go any distance, anywhere from, you know, three feet to, to the core of the earth. And visualize that energy coming up into your perineum, into the space between your hips, your womb space, and bringing more energy into your body. Just pulling energy into your body. You visualize this stuff just coming up into you. And you may think, well, that's kind of silly to do my imagination like that. But all I can say is it works. Because when you start pulling it up, eventually, you'll start to see and feel a vibration that feels lighter inside of you. Your body will calm down. Your nervous system will feel more integrated. Your heart will probably feel better. And your mind might take a break. But you get all of this new energy percolating inside of you. You're starting to get into that reality of connection. Connection with a greater source. And this is what a quantum weight loss or a quantum body is all about. Is being connected to other sources. And when we do our whole energetic being, or let's just say the consciousness of who we are as we see inside of our body feels lighter, feels calmer, more comfortable. We seem to have a way to erase the tensions out of our body to where something more naturally flowing shows up. It feels good, basically. And the more we do it, the more we accommodate that, and it just becomes us. So this is wonderful uh, to uh, practice. And we have a note from Carrie Langdock. I know I'm messing up your name. I like to say in, in French, because it's a French name. She says, just thinking about last night, you always talk in the show about what I've recently been contemplating. A nice synchronistic confirmation. Hmm. Are we connected, Carrie? <laughs> I think so, because Carrie comes on the show a lot. And, and that's what happens when you are connecting with friends and you have no resistance to them. You start to intertwine with each other's realities. And just as I said at the beginning of the show, that everybody that's listening today, we're connected. This is the quantum world. There's no boundaries. Your, your, your consciousness goes out all around the world. And so that's quite a, the beauty of it, about being in communities and having the intention that we're going to grow and evolve. 
Because when we do, some really great stuff happens with each individual. We don't know what that'll be, but it will change. And your job is to pay attention. To pay attention to what changes are happening. It's so beautiful. Thank you, Carrie. And another concept, and these are all the benefits of less density. And by the way, did I mention that we are on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network? Uh, really grateful for these guys having me on as part of the team. It's a great network to be a part of. Many great shows. I kind of partial to mine, though. But the next concept of benefits of less density is the more you have positive emotions when you live in a lighter state of consciousness. That didn't sound right. When you live in a lighter state of consciousness, you will have more positive emotions. And this is to benefit a practice. Positivity builds more positivity. And that's why we meditate. That's why we pull energy from the earth into our body. That's why we pull all kinds of other energies into us because we're connected to something much bigger than our brain. We are connected to our body and all the resources that it has access to. In other words, your body is connected to everything around you, whether that be the trees outside or your living room couch or your roommate down the hall, wherever that is, you're all connected. And so that is a bigger state of being. But of course, the mind always wants to narrow everything down. Or let's just say when we talk about the mind, it's more the ego. When we talk about the ego, we're really talking about our defensive systems and all the wounds and hurts and pains and negative emotions that, emotions that we've experienced. And I like to work, use the word harvested. In other words, we have collected them and stored them away. And there they are in our unconscious and they're the ones that trigger our negative thoughts. Um, and so, you know, one way to, to resolve the negative thinking is to resolve the repressed emotions. And another way, and, and they, they really work together instead of apart, is to keep making your energetic space bigger. Doing all of these great exercises. So another concept in building your health, which your health and your um, quantum latent loss and your quantum being all kind of go together. You know, you really can't say that absolutely if I have a greater energetic being that I'm going to have a healthier physical body. You can't absolutely say that. But there's a tendency, a strong tendency. Um, and what living in a quantum reality, a greater energetic space and resolving your emotions do is they create something what I call emotional alkalinity. In other words, your body is very settled and you, you probably hear this with people in the um, holistic health field. It's like, Oh, that food is more alkaline and this other food is acidic and you want to have an alkaline body 
with just a little bit of acidic, acidic foods in your diet. And this is all good information. Well, I come from the point of view is you really need more of an alkaline emotional base and know what your acidic emotions or your negative emotions are. You're never going to probably get to rid of totally all of them. However, it's a process of resolving and coming to terms with them. And then your emotional acidity changes. Um, so that really is a interesting concept with that. I just love this emotional alkalinity versus emotional acidity. Um, which brings us to the next topic as I'm laughing. <laughs> Have a better sense of humor. Uh, you may be seen as more attractive the more you laugh. And uh, uh, emotions are another part of that alkaline emotional body. And, and as well as crying. Crying moves energy. So never hold back your crying. Of course, these are all the things that are benefits of less density. And so these will become more apparent to you. Uh, my favorite uh, part of uh, humor is um, watching this four-year-old girl who is the daughter of one of my best friends. And uh, whenever I get to be around that little girl, um, it's just a world of fun she has a sense of humor that is totally unique to a four-year-old and I choose to capitalize on that and the last one of benefits of less density is the higher vibration we become a higher form of knowing contributes to what we have already learned we increase our intuition, wisdom, and have a greater ability to conceptualize concepts, the higher vibration we become. You know, when we look at the linear mind, that totally resolves on the brain and all the information, I, as you know. It reminds me of some of my college teachers that would say, you're only as good as all the information you can remember. And I'm like, that just sounds really painful. Um, and that's all good stuff is to have all of these statistics and figures to, you know, put out there whenever needed. But I come from a more of a point of view that it's okay to not have all the information just ready. I would rather to have a spontaneous mind that is extremely creative, inventive, and whenever I need the specific information, one of two things will happen. My mind will, or my body will pull up that information in a spontaneous way. And I can always look it up on the internet if I can't remember it, which happens a lot. And, and I think this is funny with aging because people are always worried about them losing their memory and their mind and my best advice to them is continually pull energy into your body. Pull the whole galaxy into your brain 
in your body and see how quicker your mind reacts. That's a very important part of what consciousness is, is be able to uh, pull as much energy as possible into your body. And you'll always seem to have the right information at the right time, or you'll just kind of know what to say. It's an energetic thing. You're actually making so much space in your body that your fears do not have a space to really operate from or less of a space. So you're more likely to say something really cool as opposed to something unknowing. Okay. So all of that is really fun. And those are all the benefits of less density and living a quantum life. Let's go into some of the tools that are uh, available to us. Uh, these are quantum weight loss tools. And uh, the first one would be perceive everything, judge nothing. This came from Gary Douglas of Access Consciousness. He used to say it a lot. The more that you judge everything, your mind narrows. It's If, if, if you just say, that, okay, well, every football team but the Dallas Cowboys stink. And whether you're a football fan or if you're in the UK or around the world, you can just say your favorite football or rugby team or whatever. One good team is great. Everybody else just stinks. You know, well, that's a judgment. So you really can't see all the other football teams as they are. You don't appreciate all the beauty and style and the attributes because you've made a judgment and you have made black and white happen there. And this is true with anything in life. So it's really a great idea to never go into those things like this really stinks or this is the worst thing or why does this always happen to me or everything is hopeless. Those are all judgments and they will narrow you down and your perceptions. And therefore your quantum body has to function in that and it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> it's almost like pouring everything in a narrow little tube into your body and saying, now I want you to expand into pure light, but yet we're just going to use a little bitty intake valve to get you all the energy you need to become a pure light being. It's not a pretty picture, really. So um, don't do it. Let go of your judgments. Laugh at yourself when you do them. And even if you made a judgment or, uh, or a idea that really wasn't your best idea, instead of judging yourself, just laugh at yourself and say, interesting, I made that choice. And then what do I got to learn from it? Then move on. It's just really that simple. Okay, another great tool. Uh, listen to your heart and your body as well as your mind. Most people work out of the mind is control central. They get everything from our mind and everything else. Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so the mind is really as complicated as a universe. Some people say, and it's true. It's a, it's a magnificent thing to have, but it is not our most powerful way to create our lives. 
So um, the other part is to start to drop into your heart and your body. Wherever you place your intention, that's where your consciousness goes. So if you place your intention in your heart, you start thinking from your heart instead of your mind. It's really funny how those two things work uh, like that. Uh, whenever I try to impress somebody or prove that I'm right or uh, look cool, <laughs> usually I'm from my mind and I'm trying to outthink the other person and have the best, wittiest thing to say. And I usually look like a fool because I know I'm not accessing my best self. And I've just got tricked once again and staying in my mind. So the really good thing is to just place your intention in your heart. Just that's where the focus is. It's right here. And it's really as simple as that. It's easier than you think. Just when you maybe you talk with somebody, remember to take your attention right to your heart. You know, and that's where you are. Just as you're, maybe you're really attracted to a partner or something, you might be in a second chakra. Let's just say that you're out in the woods and you are feeling the ground below your feet and you're really in tune with uh, the earth. You might be in your second chakra or you might be in your heart. And, um, you know, it's good to just kind of learn what the difference is between the three of them. Now, this can even expand in even more in that we do not have to stay in our own body with our intention. We can bring our attention to something outside of us. Like I work as, with shamanic work. And uh, so my intention goes into other people's bodies. Not that I'm a warrior. I'm kind of a warrior. But they give me permission to do this. So. It's, you know, this is what they asked for, so it's okay. But your body can, your, your intention can go into somebody else's world and see it as it is. And it can be great benefits to other people because you can see things that they have not because they've used their mind to maybe create a reality that limits them. So this is the benefits of doing shamanic work or you're learning how to travel uh, to other people's bodies, but more importantly, other places. And a lot of people who do world healing, that's basically what they're doing. They go to a place that's maybe traumatized, like a battlefield or something. And they just ask that question. Well, what does this battlefield feel like? And all of a sudden they may feel something really yucky or traumatizing or people in fright and horror and, and, you know, they're feeling all of this stuff in their body and it's not comfortable. But what you have to remember is like you're in another reality. You're at that battlefield. It's not going to hurt you. But you can take your reality of peace, calm and light and transfer it to that battlefield to change it. And that's the beauty of it is that you can start doing this type of work. Uh, with that, um, I do clearings on people's homes and places 
uh, over the internet from time to time. And really, it's a, it's a lot about learning to trust what your body is telling you. And just as we said at the first of the show, our body consciousness can go around the world. So why not use it? Why not play in that arena? It's a lot more fun. So another concept, practice seeing the unseen vibration of light in your body. In other words, when you start to practice in your heart and feel all of this vibrations, it will gravitate to showing you the lightness of it and to the degree that it becomes light. And then there's different vibrations of light. In other words, it just keeps getting lighter and more profound, has different qualities. And this is part of the fun world of becoming quantum conscious is that we start to train our body to become lighter. Let me retract that a little bit. Our body already knows what light beingness is. Your body has an infinite reality. So um, it's more about your mind learning what the body is already doing. That's really what you're teaching yourself, is how the mind can follow what the body is already doing. That's the process of learning what this quantum world is about. And in some of the things that, you know, the practice with this is that when you are in conversations, put your attention on your heart and listen to that person. Maybe while you're listening, you might think about the light in your heart and you shine it out and give it to them. And you give them energy. It's a connection. And uh, another really important part is always practice where your intention is. Just check in. And particularly when you're stressed, if you can remember, it's the hardest times to remember. So be forgiving on yourself when you're not remembering. But um, if you are in a stressful situation, and you can take your body intention and bring it to your heart or even in your second chakra, uh, you're doing yourself a favor. Uh, you'll bring yourself more sanity in your life than you know. For example, I was in Paris once, getting ready to fly out on a plane and realized that my wallet was stolen, which had my ID, credit card, and a little bit of money. And yes, I wanted to panic. <laughs> I had to catch my flight. I had to leave my wallet behind. And it was in somebody else's hands. And when I got on the plane, all I did was stay in the intention or the placement of my second chakra and just vibrate there to calm myself down because I was in another country by myself and I didn't speak French and I did not have a credit card. This is scary. And how could I function with such fear in my body? So I just brought in another energy that I knew would stabilize and calm me. And that's the power of our intention. 
you can bring it in there. Even if you see somebody that's kind of freaked out and they're having a hard time, you might ground into your body really strongly and just be a support to them. As you ground, it will influence them. And therefore, you empower. You give people a different opportunity. So, you know, this is this is part of the biggest training is to just keep checking in with your body and feel things. And that's particularly true with observing everything around you. And, and one of my favorite exercises is when I'm on my couch in my living room, and I do this a lot because I like a quiet living room. I have a big picture glass window, huge window that looks out upon all of these trees. And so I take my attention and I bring it to each tree. And I feel what those vibrations are like. And then I bring it to the pond. I bring it to the rocks. I bring it to the earth. And I really see that each one of them feels differently. What I'm doing is increasing my vocabulary with vibrations. I'm learning more vibrations. And this is a huge, important part of learning how to be more quantum aware. So learn what everything feels like. And then when we really want to get to some higher expansive ones, really, I think a tree is very expansive, by the way. Um, they're, they're really beautiful inside and outside. But we can start to maybe ask for the presence of Buddha to be with us and feel what Buddha feels like or the core of the earth or the high vibrations of the sun. You know, it's pretty limitless what we can really access. And it's really good to access all of these things because we learn the vocabulary of light. The more vocabularies of things that we can feel and vibrate, it trains our body to function from all of these things. So it's all good stuff. It's all good practice. So another good part about training our body to be more conscious is envy of others is okay. Jealousy is not. And envy is a difference between if you admire somebody, you might think about, well, what did they feel like? And what did they do? You know, I'd like to duplicate that energy. I like my own version of that vibration that they have. You know, um, and I think about people, I was, I was reading an interview with a football player. If you haven't got it, I like football. Um, and he was talking about, you know, his hero. He was, the younger guy was a running back. His hero was a running back. And he had a poster of this guy on his wall and he would always look at it in admiration. Like, I'm going to be like this guy. I'm going to take this on. And then he'd go out and practice and play football and lift weights and all that good stuff. But the poster and the willingness to be like him really helped, you know, and to admire somebody that way uh, and, and to take that on, you know, and that could be, you know, anybody that you, really would like to become more of, um, you know, that could be like the Dalai Lama or, or what is the vibration or what is the vibration of Buddha 
or Mother Mary. And we just have an intimate vibration. And literally, if you just visualize these people like Mother Mary right in front of you and her energy coming and communing with you, and it feels kind of hokey and that you're making it up and surely my imagination can't be that powerful. Well, guess what? It can. This is how you get it done. You can really create any vibration in your body to become more quantum light. You know, I played this friend of mine in badminton. He's 30 years younger than me. He's in great shape. And he always beats me. I beat him once. But he always tears me up. And, and I just can't keep up with him. He's stronger. He's faster. He's more your skill levels close. But what I do is I just keep looking in his body and going, God, I like a body like that. And I like to have a body that can play badminton at his intensity. And, you know, I get better at the game. And, and that's just part of what it does, you know. And, and yes, Carrie, I so agree that appreciation and admiration is part of those powers that we, we have. And, and jealousy is like a reversal. We're really acting out our anger with that. And um, it just really gets us stuck. We really stay in an addictive cycle when we stay in our anger. And, you know, it's really kind of a sad thing about it. Um, so, um, hmm, running down to my end, I have so many options to finish this program out. This is one I really like. Um, probably has not been talked about enough in the world. And this came from Richard Rudd, uh, who is the author of this magnificent book, The Gene Keys. If you do not have it, buy it. Dedicate several years to reading it. It's very complicated, but it's very amazingly profound. But what Richard says is that highs and lows in life are natural. In fact, highs and lows in life are biological. You're always going to hit low places. You know, and this isn't about bad luck or bad timing. It's just the cycles of life. And the most important thing you can do with lows is not avoid them. The most important thing you can do is... Let them be. Ask questions about them. Ask questions of what you need to learn. But also think of it as an incubation time where you're ready to grow out of something. Like you're planting a seed and you're just giving it water and sunshine, but you have no idea when it's going to come out and start raising up to a high place, how it's going to come out. You just be patient. And sometimes little cycles can last a long time. I had one that I felt lasted a year at a lot of different levels. But boy, did it teach me about grief and relationships. And I came out a better person because I was in total allowance of it. When you are accepting of the lows, what happens is the highs are higher. We have something more profound coming out of us that just takes us to that new place. And that's the beauty of it, to laugh at your lows, to understand them, 
certain level of, of honoring, a little bit of a detachment. And when we're in our highs, enjoy them, but don't make them the end all be all. It's just part of that process. Now, most people, if you're in that particularly under 500 scale on David Hawkins' uh, Power Versus Force, they're always looking to go into the highs and they always want to avoid the lows. Lows are bad. And um, they usually wind up staying right in the middle, in the same place. And this is the beauty of going into things like the shadow or the low places or emotions that you don't like or things that are hard in your life is to really sit and look at them and see what their messages are. And um, at this time in history, I think it's particularly important because we're kind of at a low place in history. We are changing an astrological alignment, a Kali Yuga or but it's a 2000 year alignment. We're starting into a new era, the era of Aquarius. So this is a low time in that production. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of people are experiencing lows and this could be a influence of that. So coming down to the end here. This is a really fun concept. Another Richard Rudd Gene Keys concept. Willpower versus true nature. Most people do willpower. They work really hard at something. And it's like, you know, if I work hard, I'll push through and something will happen and I will get it. I will get that satisfaction. And a lot of the world runs that away. It's like force, density, judgment, and anger are pushing them to move through and they use that willpower to go through. But they're really sometimes not asking, well, what are the real powers that I have that I should be using and doing. Maybe I'm not even in the right direction. What is really easy and joyful that is meaningful in my life that seems to have a flow with it? And maybe that should be my life direction. Uh, maybe in my accomplishments, if I'm doing these things that are easy and expansive and creative, other things that are hard will be easier because that excitability is a huge power. It takes us to places and takes us to a ability to attract life to us that doesn't need so much density and force and willpower. They just happen. And, and this is part of the quantum reality is that tiny world of our Beliefs, our thoughts, our body consciousness influences things in an unseen way. And we still do the things like work and doing things, but we use this other ingredient. I like to call it magic. To be a part of our lives. And so 
we've just gone through a lot of things here and um, God, I didn't get through all my whole list, I'm sad to say. However, um, I will be putting this up on my website after this uh, show of all my notes that you can just browse over and get uh, concepts, uh, ideas from all of this. Of course, naturally, I rambled and threw in a lot of other stuff. Uh, and that's just the way of things with this. Uh, that's the spontaneous side and the quantum side of unpredictability that I adore and love so much. Then the structure of my mind said, oh, you need to cover all the concepts. Write them down on paper. And that's how they are. Uh, it's a good marriage with that. So we want to thank the uh, United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network for having us today. And all the places that they um, are are at um, uh, with uh, YouTube and Roku and uh, Facebook and, and and many others is very available. And uh, just grateful for those guys. Um, and I want to add, answer this Carrie's question. Uh, yes, I am doing tours in France, and uh, particularly in May and maybe in September, there's a lot of unanswered questions I have about my own life to say if I'm going to have a third tour this year. But so far I have two full tours and I might do a, another one uh, in there. And if you want to find out about that, you go to my website, Mary Magdalene France Tours. And next week, we have Ricardo Gonzalez, who will be talking about how to improve your psychic abilities. Uh, and he's been a professional psychic for over 35 years. He is a master at it. So he's going to have a lot to uh, offer to everybody about improving. So I hope to see you next week and wish you many blessings. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye.